Hey everybody, Zach here. Welcome to Friday. You've done it. You've made it through another week. Um, Really excited to share this week's episode with you. Mickey and I have lots of good ideas for you. We have a few great riffs. I think you're really going to, at the very least, be entertained by today's conversation. Um, But before we dive into the meat of the episode, I wanted to take a quick moment to thank Element 451 for sponsoring today's show. Now, many of you have heard of Element 451, but for those of you who haven't, Element's one of the leading higher education CRMs. As a founder here at Enrollify, I get the privilege of speaking with a lot of people who are on the frontier of ed tech, um, and I've seen lots of higher education softwares, lots of uh, higher education CRMs in particular. And there are a couple things about Element 451 that really stand out to me. First and foremost is their UX. Their UX design, the how easy it is to build content in their CRM is, is quite honestly unmatched. Um, what's really neat about Element is it's sort of this amazing marriage between the uh, UX of HubSpot and the power of a slate. So What's neat about this this tool and really this this uh, uh, grouping of tools is that you don't have to compromise on ease of use and design functionality for power. Element gives you both. So that's number one. And then number two, uh, Element actually has this brand new offering that you get for free if you sign up for their CRM, and it's called PAX. PAX is unlike truly unlike anything I've ever seen in the higher education CRM space. And what PAX is, is it's free content that is already built into your CRM. So many of you know what the CRM RFP process is like, right? You go, you get people to respond to your RFPs, you have these demos, yada, yada. Uh, One thing leads to another. Finally, you get approval, you sign up for that CRM, you do the training, and then you realize, oh my gosh, there is a ton of work to build out all of this content. Well, all of that friction is removed with Element 451's PAX. PAX is pre-built content. You can literally go into the CRM, click build me a transfer student uh, campaign or build me a, a senior search campaign. And with a few clicks of a button, a, uh, email series, marketing automation flow is, is automatically built out. And what's really neat about PAX is that it actually prompts you on specific areas or specific uh, communications to personalize. So it's sort of like this, again, this, this perfect combination of personalization and automation. So you're actually able to build out what would normally take your team uh, months, right, if not longer, in a matter of minutes. And again, PAX is totally free um, for anyone that signs up for Element 451's CRM between now and the end of the year. So if you want to learn more about Element 451, if you want to get a better understanding of the power of this tool and why we're so in love with the UX, um, you can head on over to element451.com, element451.com forward slash Enrollify. And if you talk to the team there, just mention Enrollify and you will get 10% uh, off of your onboarding fee if you sign up for Element 451 before between now and the end of the year. So lots of lots of uh, great content um, that this team puts out, guys. So uh, you can find lots of great resources on their website. If you would like a personal introduction to their team there, I'm happy to do that for you as well. Um, so again, head on over to element451.com forward slash Enroll. So Mickey, everyone is wondering what to do about the holidays, especially if you're a company and you're used to hosting 
some sort of Christmas dinner, some sort of holiday gathering uh, in the era of COVID. Um, those are just a lot harder to, to pull off. And so many of us have been looking at how do we do this virtually? My company is doing a virtual white elephant um, gift exchange next week. We'll see how that goes. Um, and we were just chatting right before we hit record here about what you all did at Kennedy and Company. And you shared this hilarious story. Um, at least I thought it was hilarious with me about sort of <laughs> what happened in preparation for that event. Can you just give us a recap of that to kick us off today? Sure. Well, let me tell you the, the event. We, um, we had a cooking class, a virtual cooking class. Uh, a friend of mine is a uh, professional chef that travels the world cooking for a lot of really cool people and, um, and consults the restaurants. And so I, we had him prepare a three-course meal for us. We uh, shipped everybody um, dinner for two, uh, all the ingredients, and we were on Zoom. And you know, we had three different cameras set up to record him, uh, so we could see all the different angles as he's cooking. Now, of course, his pace of cooking versus an amateur's pace was a little off, but hey, everyone <laughs> for the most part kept up, and no one burned down their house. Um, the things you don't think about when you're planning an event like that is what you know, what is the risk to the organization when uh, employees yeah, are yeah. doing a company event or an institution event at their home and they burn down their house. But that didn't happen. Um, so we're, we all went well, except you know one of the, you know there's a lot of extra things that go into planning a meal like this, um, including shipping food. Uh, one of our team members, this is a story I think you were alluding to. Um, we, we're about a quarter of six um, ready to go. And one of our team members still hadn't received her food. Um, and, you know, she had been working with her fiance to buy the ingredients um, at the store. And, and I'm setting up, as I'm finishing setting up, I get a call from my dad. And I'm, my dad, he, my dad doesn't call. So I, I paused, <coughs> excuse me. And I took the call and he was like, Hey, I just got a call from some guy um, who received a package um, that you sent uh, to Maggie. Uh, I'm like, what? <laughs> and I don't know who Maggie is, but he called. So, you know, just for, for so everyone knows, I'm Mickey Baines Jr. I did so not the, know that, uh, by the way, package, until, until yeah. you just saw, that's amazing. Yeah. That's fantastic. So, so I'm a junior, and and when he received the package, he knew it wasn't for him. He's getting ready to go out of town. He did open the package to see that it was food. So he went online, searched um, for, uh, searched for me online. Uh, but he found my dad. He called my dad to say this. My dad calls me. I get the guy's number. I call Maggie. Maggie calls the guy, gets the address five minutes away, and she and her fiance drive to pick up the food and get back just as we're getting started. That is absolutely amazing. I mean, talk about sort of like a good feel good uh, feel holiday good. Christmas. Uh, the way sort it should story. work, especially in a in in, in a COVID time. Um, yeah, everyone sharing and doing the right thing. It I was mean, awesome. The, and I'm just we the, had a great it was a great event. Everyone had a good time. The amount of effort involved in like googling somebody's name, finding their phone number, which you yes. know isn't I mean, maybe this was a, I don't know if uh if this was a landline, but even like that's not an easy thing to do. It it takes a little bit of searching, right? Yeah. Um and yeah. and that and uh, from for a total stranger to spend time and 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 you said this was on a Saturday, right? No, when was this? This was last night. This was last night. Okay. Yeah, wow. this was last night. We shipped the food on Saturday. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. So a, a work night, you know, that's a that's just a lot of effort um, 
to to go into trying to make things right with the world. So, hey, props to yeah. props to that gentleman, um, uh, whoever he is, for uh, for making that call. Um, you know, maybe you guys should like send him a, a little company thank you card or something. That'd be kind of cool. Well, I've got his address because apparently there was a typo in my uh, address label machine, so I've got his address. So uh, yeah, I should send him something as a thank you. Well, great. Um, love love hearing uh, stories from the life of Mickey. They're they're always super entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, we welcome everyone to this week's episode of Fanatical Fridays. It is hard to believe that we started this, uh, I guess, was this back in April? I want to say this was back in April, Mickey. Um, I, and- I, you know, it doesn't seem that long ago, but every time I go on to the Enrollify podcast site and see what episode we're on, I'm like, wow, <laughs> you know, if I, we do one a week, that's that's a lot. Yeah, so, I, th- uh, I, think this is tw- I think this is 22 of, of Fanatical Fridays. So Yeah, and we've had a few weeks off, so we're yeah. more than a half year into this. Uh, and, and when we, when we first talked about this, something I, you know, in the past when I was doing a podcast, I would do a season, which might be 10 episodes and just pause for six to 12 months. Uh, and when we were talking, just doing this weekly with, with no end date inside, like how, how are we going to have things to talk about every week? Um, (laughs) and, and you being the genius that you knew, knew that I talk a lot and that somehow you could pull conversation out of me, I guess. I don't know. I love it. No, I, I, uh, you're, you're an idea person. It doesn't, it doesn't take much to get you going, which is, um, <laughs> which is, which is what I love. Um, I love just, uh, uh, going back and forth on sharing ideas, picking them apart, brainstorming. Um, and I think folks love them too. So, um, you know, we, we just, uh, crossed that 10,000 download, uh, threshold, which is exciting. Um, so at least, at least some of you guys are listening to to what Mickey and I have to say. Um, so, um, but you know, lots to talk about today, and um, I believe this will be our last Fanatical Fridays episode for 2020. Take the next couple of weeks off, and then uh, resume full force in 2021. So, if you have any ideas for us that you'd like to share, uh, please reach out to either Mickey or myself, and um, we'll be sure to incorporate them into. 2021 episodes so really excited yes, about that i would that. love to have folks throw um topics our way uh happy to cover and and at least you know work with you zach and figure out how do we uh share uh, our insight on it i would love to think that it's wisdom yeah <laughs> uh, but it'll be insight <laughs> at least insight at the very least at insight. least insight. maybe maybe wisdom yes maybe, maybe some wisdom baked in there um hey actually mickey um I've got a couple things I want to talk about, but just uh, off the cuff, um, putting you on the spot here a little bit, but any things um, specifically that you want to talk about with respect to what enrollment managers should be thinking about as as we gear up for 2021? Uh, any just tidbits of uh, advice or ideas you've been noodling on um, that you want to kick off here? I'm going to pivot just a wee bit on that okay, um, and please. just say, here's what I'm hearing enrollment managers ask us about. There you go. I love it. Um, and, and, and the two, two main things, how do we uh, refill the funnel? Because we're going to have fewer names in it from this year. Yep. Uh, and B it seems there's been a lot of technology questions and I'm seeing a lot of folks investing time and resources now into, um, 
into CRM to improve the student experience. More than efficiency on the back end, it's much more focused on the student side of this. So rebuilding mm -hmm. applications and portals, chatbots, um, new types of communication campaign efforts, aligning efforts uh, between the various media that you have. So I'm seeing a lot of that. Um, we're talking with a lot of folks about content. Um, not that we do that much content. I'm just, I'm, let me just rephrase it and say, I see a lot of requests yeah. that are now including content. And maybe that's a combination of we're at the end of 2020 um, and A, it's 2020 and, and B, maybe it's this time every year and I'm just more uh, attuned to it. Um, but it just seems to me that there's been I mean, in the past six weeks, much more of my time committed to um, talking about improving that student, the student side of the experience through technology. Yeah, that's that's super interesting, and um, that actually brought up a couple of or uh, sparked sort of a remembrance of a couple of conversations I had earlier this week with institutions who are fairly well known, um, who are sort of stumbling, in, uh, running into the same roadblocks of hey we for so long have prioritized sort of like internal systems and processes and like our tech stack has been built for what will work best for um, internal departments and, and you know, departments that share platforms um, and, and whatnot. And sort of that has been the priority. And now we're hearing conversations with folks saying, hey, look, we're trying to figure out what tools we can use to essentially streamline the student experience. We feel like our, our you know, CRM, that the, uh, the way that our CRM does email is antiquated or the way that our CRM does journey mapping um, has a lot of friction baked into that. And so it's super, super interesting because w while we didn't plan to talk about this, um, I had, again, two conversations with um, pretty, uh, you know, household name brand institutions that are really um, asking the what I think are the right questions around how do we think differently about our technology from the perspective of what's going to be easiest for the prospect, um, what's going to be easiest for acquiring and nurturing new pr prospective students to the point of uh, enrollment and beyond for that matter, as opposed to what's going to be easiest for us to sort of implement internally. Yeah, and I've got uh, and also we've I've had two conversations uh, very recently uh, with institutions. Uh, with clients about what you're just talking about, the friction within their technology to communicate the way they want to. Uh, and what's, what I, what I stands out to me about it and what I really appreciate and like about these projects is, is a, they're pushing the limits of what they want to do and how they communicate and engage prospective students. Um, not just the limits of the technology, but of the people, uh, uh, and they're really pushing themselves to learn more. Um, B, they know that this is a direction they're going in. They know that there's limitations in their technology, and they already are in the process of acquiring additional technology that will do and take them to that level. But rather than wait the additional 10 to 12 weeks it will take to get the contract in place, get it signed, get it provisioned and built up so that you can do what you want to do, um, we're helping them launch and find not the most efficient, but finding the ways within their technology to get it to do what they want it to do as, as much closer than what they're able to do on their own now so that they're not losing those 10 weeks of crucial communication periods um, with students. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, I think that this is sort of a, uh, a convergence of just 
uh, you know, all that has transpired in 2020, um, you know, but coupled with that sort of the, the uh, acceleration of needing new tools that make it easier for both the enrollment management team and again, the prospective student from an experiential standpoint um, to be able to go through the applicant journey um, with as as little to no friction as possible. And so, you know, we are not the first people to talk about this um, by any means, but a lot of folks uh, who are in kind of the greater marketing tech space have talked about how COVID has just sort of accelerated our adoption of technology and our expectations of technology by about 10 years um, is what is what some analysts are saying. And um, it's interesting because higher education as an as an industry, as a sector, already struggles to sort of keep up with with other sectors and, and, and other industries. And so I just think that um, these conversations are very, very timely. And if they're not happening uh, within the context of your institution, they really do need to be happening. Um, otherwise, unfortunately, you know, you're going to you're going to be left behind. Um, and, you know, that actually like pairs uh, very nicely with sort of one of the things I wanted to talk about today, which was around SEO. So you've been getting these these questions, Mickey, about, hey, we need to think differently about our, our technology. Hey, we need, you know, more help with content. Um, and one of the things that we're seeing on our on our side of our side of uh, the house is really sort of like a dearth of knowledge when it comes to anything organic search related. So folks like are, they hear about SEO, and we talked about this. We talked about trends in search behavior on our last episode, um, which was two weeks ago, not last week. Mickey and I were talking uh, earlier <laughs> about the fact that both of us just completely forgot until like Friday afternoon about last week's recording. So for those of you that were waiting on your the edges of your seat, um, the edge of your seat, we we apologize. Um, but so we, we, we go ahead, Mickey, were you going to say something? No, I'm just I'm, I'm laughing at that as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we talked about sort of like the, these trends that we're seeing in um, search behavior and how the monthly search volume around terms like should I go to college or should I complete my degree are up pretty dramatically year over year, uh, d again, depending on that actual keyword phrase. Um, but one of the things that we're just seeing is uh, folks saying, hey, you know, we don't have tons of money to keep running paid search ads. Um, we haven't taken content production uh, in our content strategy seriously. We Our website is needs a lot of work. Uh, at the end of the day, we need help with SEO. But, you know, what exactly is SEO and where do you start? And you know, I keep hearing this as a buzzword, but not really sure what that, you know, what that means for us as an institution. Um, and you know, one of the, there's this great report that Rand Fishkin, who is a um, marketing thought leader, he was at Moz. Uh, now he has yep. a SparkToro is, is his company. If you're not already following Rand and you have any interest in sort of just like the greater marketing space, you have to follow him on Twitter and LinkedIn. He is consistently sort of like on the bleeding edge of great quality content. Um, but anyways, he put out this article about how for new traffic, so new visitors to a particular website, um, it used to be the case that a large percentage uh, or a larger percentage of folks that were new visitors, not returning visitors, um, were actually first finding out about a website via social media. But in 2020, that uh, organic search has actually surpassed social media as the primary channel for driving new traffic to a website. So more people are going to Google before they're going to, uh, before they're finding out about a brand via Facebook or Instagram or, or LinkedIn. So this is, again, a very long way of just saying that prioritizing organic search in 2021 is going to be incredibly important. 
Um, and shameless plug for those who don't know where to start, uh, our parent company, DD Agency, is putting on a cohort that I am actually leading on all things SEO. So you can learn more at agency.directdevelopment.com. Um, but no, in, in, in all seriousness, uh, I think organic search is something, uh, and really SEO strategy uh, holistically is something that folks really need to prioritize. So when you're looking at your marketing dollars, uh, no matter how small they might be, ensure that there is allocation for investing in all things SEO, whether that's you know a website audit, whether that's content creation, whether that's you know just uh, equipping your enrollment management team with uh, the frameworks that they need to think about this stuff as they're creating content, it's going to be more important than ever before. So I don't know what, what your thoughts are on uh, on all of that, Mickey. That I'm, was a lot. I'm letting but... it sit. I'm letting it sit with folks because <laughs> you ended it on the note that should be said. It's more important than ever before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you, you, I know you've got some research. I know you're always looking at research, uh, especially around education and what folks are searching for and who's searching and who's likely to enroll. Um, you, you are, you are as abreast as I am on, on this type of research now. And, uh, and you know, if, if you see, and I think you can probably have the, the data to call out that adults um, or traditionally students or whatever population you're looking at, you know, if you, if you know when they're peaking, and that interest in whether that peak in that interest is by searching online or or because it's a fair it's fair time whatever um, you know the reason is you know how do you best capitalize on that time um, right yeah and getting your message out there you know we want to get our message not just to the most people we can we want to get it to the most people who are interested in what we do yeah because yeah. that's how it resonates connects and gets them to take an action and if you know when that peak is occurring um, you need to throttle your effort your resources your dollars around that that doesn't mean you shut everything else down but you need to capitalize on that yep. know that others are and if you aren't that just puts you further behind and, and knowing those peaks and valleys of when folks are expressing interest or thinking about it um, is, is key so that you know when to throttle. And then the second part is being able and having the ability to, to quickly throttle, not just to throttle. Like, okay, I'm seeing this. Um, I know this is coming up. You know, I throttle a lot of our clients' efforts on December 26th or 27th. Hmm. Major throttling happening because that's when you'll see the activity on the website spike yep. um, and it won't get back to that level again, especially let's say non-traditional online graduate programs. Um, it won't get back to that level again until the summer. Yeah. Um, it'll, it might be high for a period of time and go down and have some ebbs and flows, but not quite to that peak. So you have to keep that in mind. And then I'll just say the trickle down effect of that is, you know, if that's when people are searching and your application deadline is December 15th for the spring term, you could potentially be missing out on 10 to 50% of your uh, incoming class for spring, of your eligible new, potentially eligible new students for spring yeah. because of when your application deadline is. Um, and, you know, I understand you might have a spring term that starts January 11th. Um, and, and that's okay, but there are implications uh, and repercussions to that. Uh, and, and if enrollment is of great concern for you, uh, then you need those are the things you also have to look at when your 
advertising, when you're focused on SEO, when you are looking at your deadlines for the hurdles and steps in the process. And sometimes that's upsetting to folks and almost insulting to some of the clients we've had when we had these conversations. Um, and if you were to keep a December 15th deadline, you keep that December 15th deadline. Um, just know that when you want more students and don't have them, that's part of the reason why. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, enough said there. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Soapbox, uh, I'm off. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to step down, set it up in that soapbox. <laughs> no, please. I love when Mickey's on the soapbox. Um, but yeah, and, and you know, just a, a couple quick sort of uh, ideas for folks who are like, okay, cool. I hear you guys, but like, where do I start? And by the way, I have no money. Um, and so, you know, a really great tool, again, this is, this is a free tool. So there are, are limitations here. Um, but if you aren't already sort of seriously thinking about SEO and like what, like what, especially from a content standpoint, what kind of topics your school, uh, your enrollment management team should be writing on. Uh, if you just go to Google trends, you just Google, Google trends. Um, you can find their, it's like their explore tool, I think is what it's called. Um, and what this allows you to do is it allows you to put in any, uh, any sort of uh, search query, any sort of term, and then Google will give you really great insight into, hey, what is the traffic around that term? And what's super interesting is you can actually break that down by interest, by subregion. All of this is free, right? So you can say, okay, you know, should I go back to college? What is the trend of that been over the past 12 months versus the past 90 days versus the past four hours even? Um, and where in the country are those terms being searched? So what I like to do is I like to say, I like to find a term like, um, should I complete my bachelor's or how to, you know, how to complete my degree or is it time to complete my degree? Whatever it is for that degree completion audience, the adult learner that so many schools are hungry to attract. And then I like to go and say, where are, uh, by subregion, so by state primarily, where are these queries higher? Um, and then like that should inform sort of any sort of advertising that you might be doing uh, to those, um, to that population. You should have more ad spend obviously in the places in the country where more people are searching for that term. Um, again, all of this is super free and literally takes super free. <laughs> it's free and super quick. Um, it literally takes minutes to uncover uh, some of these insights. So if you're not already doing this, Google Trends, Explore tool, free tool, um, just go poke around a little bit. Um, and what's also neat is they have this feature called Breakout, where if a topic is like exploding, meaning like a particular query or um, a, the topic that that query fits in is um, uh, unusually is being searched like unusually high. Um, the number of people like searching for that term in any given month is is abnormal. They'll throw a little like breakout uh, icon next to it to let you know, hey, this topic is like trending in the past 30 days. Um, therefore, if you don't have content around this, that might be a signal that it's time to ensure that your domain has some content around that on, around that particular term. So. Anyways, that's you know a quick a quick pro tip, um, and then SEM Rush, which we've talked about several times, is the tool that I know and love. Um, it costs like I think a hundred dollars a year, um, so I think that that if if possible, get your team um, a a team wide account um, and get access to you know even deeper insights here. But the last uh, quick thing I'll say, and then I will also get off of my soapbox with all things SEO, is a lot of the times if you, when we talk to enrollment management teams. They, and we ask them how their marketing communications folks are supporting them. More often than not, there's 
some sort of friction between departments. Um, but then when we say, okay, well, like, what do they actually do for you? And they'll say, oh, well, you know, hey, we have this laundry list of like, we need new email marketing templates and we need new landing page templates and yada, yada. Um, one idea is if you were to go and you were to find, figure out sort of what are the topics relevant to your programs or relevant to, to your school um, that, that folks are, are searching for that are actively being searched, I would go to your marketing and communications team and say, hey, look, instead of the time and energy and effort um, designing a new email template for us, could you craft you know, four to six blog posts that include these specific keywords and phrases um, that that's like one of the greatest gifts that you could give to us as an enrollment management team. And then you throw those up on your admissions blog, you ensure that they're, you know, linked to your core admissions pages. And that is like a sure way to begin to move the needle on, on all things SEO. So again, I digress, but hopefully that was at least somewhat helpful for folks that are thinking about this, but aren't sure where to get started. You're, you're giving holiday gifts. Well, good. Right now. Good. Hopefully not Cole. And, and I just did a search for uh, super free Google Trends, um, and it's there. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Any, any other comments on that, Mickey? No. Um, I think we both kind of hit our soapbox and hopefully wrapping up 2020 with some um, hard line direction and advice and recommendations for folks, whether it's for marketing or uh, admissions, whatever, you know, I think both of those areas, we've kind of hit that. And, you know, I guess I'll, why don't we take a moment, uh, just a minute here and, and reflect on the year, the past, you know, six, seven months of us doing this podcast and some of the uh, commentary I know we've provided, um, you know, it's, we, we know that, you know, this week, I think we have some FDA approvals of vaccination. So yeah. um, someone turned on a light um, in this tunnel. I think the light's still pretty far out there um, by the time, you know, this is released and, and majority of folks have received that vaccination. Um, you know, there's still some unknown there and it's not just going to go away. And I think we need to keep our due diligence and, and continue to hunker down and not allow um, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel to, to realize that light is pretty far away. Yeah, It's out there at a distance. It's not going to be another couple of weeks. We're not going to come back from our holiday break and everything go back um, or, or, or go to the new version of the new normal. Yeah, We know that the old normal is not coming back. Um, we know we're going to move out of this horrific phase of life, but we're, it's not going to be out come January 4 when we're back in the office after the yeah. holidays. So, um, the, the effort and that you're putting in now, we have to remain persistent and work as hard as we are now for the rest of this recruitment cycle. Yeah, I could not agree more. And, um, you know, my sort of like uh, reflection and what, what I think if I were to be so fortunate to be asked by an enrollment manager, what advice uh, would you impart upon me uh, as, as my team and I enter 2021? Uh, what I would say is uh, to lean into the change. Um, you know, Sheryl Sandberg, uh, former, actually, she is at uh, Facebook still, the CEO, I believe she's the COO uh, still at Facebook, but she wrote a great book on on leaning in to, uh, to opportunity and to challenges and whatnot. And what I get excited about when I think about um, 
again, enrollment from primarily sort of like a marketing standpoint, which is like my bread and butter is there are so many new opportunities, new channels, new tactics, new strategies to explore, especially in this like mostly digital communications age that we're living in. Um, and I think that the schools that are going to be most successful are the ones and, and, you know, breaking it down even further, the teams that are going to be most successful are the ones that are going to lean heavily into uh, experimenting with new things. You don't need to take like a uh, an omni-channel approach. Um, we talk a lot about how we don't necessarily love that term in higher education because of the fact that it sort of implies that you have to be everywhere doing all the things. Um, but it does mean that you should, but I, I, I would encourage you to always have one or two channels, one or two strategies, one or two tactics that are different and a little bit uncomfortable even from what you're used to doing and just start investing in those areas and, and you know, monitor sort of the, the fruit that you yield um, from those investments. And I think just like a, a quick sort of uh, comment on that too is, We've talked with um, the folks at Zimi, uh, which is an awesome, cool app, very undergraduate focused. Um, but I don't know if Mickey, if you were av ever able to connect with them. Um, but yes. okay, okay, cool. So there, uh, I follow I follow them on Twitter, and they've been very uh, good friends of of Enrollify and. Um, Adam, who's one of their co-founders had tweeted that Zimi is now like a, you know, top 50 social networking app. They've surpassed sort of like Tumblr in the app store. Um, and they're seeing some like pretty cool, uh, their partners, their partner, uh, universities and colleges are seeing some pretty cool returns from their Zimi investment. Um, and like, I, again, I don't know, they're not paying for this. This is not an endorsement. Um, <laughs> but, but, uh, I think they're, what, I'm particularly interested in their approach is I feel like this is a great example of like community-based marketing. And I think that we're just starting to see sort of like what that looks like in higher ed and in enrollment management and student recruitment in particular. But what does it look like to first kind of create a community and then have that community essentially help uh, market your products or services, which in our case is obviously, you know, programs and brands. Um, and Zimi, I feel like is really piloting this by being sort of this place where prospective students can connect with other prospective students um, at a partner university and have conversations and and whatnot. So really interesting and in, uh, interested in sort of watching the Zimi story. And I think that that's also a, a particular channel or um, uh, and whatnot that folks, if they are interested in experimenting, if they're up for like something new, um, I would absolutely uh, explore a conversation with, with Zimi and see whether or not um, you know, what they're doing aligns with what you need because uh, they, they really just do seem to be innovating pretty, pretty quickly and rapidly in, in the space. Again, they are I agree. not, they, it, it they are goes not back paying to, to be here. For, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that goes right back to the innovation we were talking about at the beginning of the show and, and, and how uh, schools are starting to look for tools like Zimi that allow them to better engage and connect with folks. That that is becoming more and more in the forefront of folks' minds. And, and I say that it's on a limited uh, data sample, yeah, um, yeah. you know, on more, on my more immediate world. But, um, but I, you know, I'm seeing that and I'm seeing that become a focus and, you know, all it takes is a few folks to do it and do it well for um, other schools to trickle down and, and follow suit um, and begin to do that. Because if you do it well, 
you will cut through all the other crap out there yeah. and start building a better relationship with your students. Yeah, and I, I feel like just the the learning and insights you get around even things like how people are actually, how prospects, how today's prospects are actually communi- communicating with one another, like what language that they're using. Like, you know, the reality is you're not going to be able to reach the next generation via Facebook ads, right? Like it, Facebook ads are something that we've all become addicted to and hired because they're cheap, they're affordable, they're relatively predictable. Um, but, you know, that the the next generations aren't on Facebook. Um, and yes, Facebook owns Instagram and you can run Instagram ads and we are seeing some good returns there and whatnot. And But like the, the point being, um, as generations sort of adapt to new uh, forums of communication, it's really important that we as, as education marketers think critically about, hey, where is our ad spend going? Like, how are we building pipeline, not just for, you know, 2021, but 2023 and 2024 and whatnot. So, and again, I know we're living in a world where it's hard to even see past sort of like the day in front of us. But um, I think my hope for our listeners is that 2021 can be as strategic as possible. We understand what it's like to now live through a global pandemic. We we do understand what it's like to have to recruit primarily from a digital platform, a digital sort of a, a recruitment interface, so to speak. Um, so the hard stuff is done in one sense. Like we understand how to how to be resilient in spite of these challenges. Um, and my hope is that we can be much more strategic going into 2021. Even though, uh, as you've as you've uh, so neatly touched on, Mickey, that light at the end of the tunnel might still be uh, a distant one. Very much so. Well, it has been uh, a great year, Zach. It has. Uh, I, I want to thank you for your partnership and friendship uh, as we've worked together to get through this year and hopefully provided insight and um, maybe sparse uh, comedic moments together over the past six months. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing what episodes we have coming out in 2021. I'm looking forward to having much more positive spins on our um, on our episodes and looking at at good stories of how folks have overcome the challenges of COVID-19 on their 2020 mm-hmm. and 2021. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm just really excited uh, that we've had this opportunity together and, and really looking forward to continuing it next year. And the same holds uh, on this side of the house. It's been, it's been a pleasure. It's been exciting. Um, we've got a lot in store for, for 2021. Um, We've talked. Let's from, go get another ten thousand downloads. I know, I know, right? From we, we we've <laughs> we've at least educated people on what boondocking is. We've That's talked right. about we've talked about uh, <laughs> how to do the little digital nomad lifestyles. Um, you know, so at the very least, hopefully, folks can walk away uh, saying that they learned a thing or two about travel uh, on an That's en- right. on an enrollment management podcast. That's right, <laughs> enrollment management and other little things and other little things. Uh, we I need like to that. change the description. Yeah, yeah, yeah RV, yeah. Airbnb, uh, <laughs> virtual dinners. Yeah, uh, lots of little small topics we just like to throw in. Yeah. Well, Mickey, it's been a pleasure. Uh, Have a great rest of your year. And to our listeners, we will see you in 2021. Thank you all very much. 